We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That was the assumption. And then, you know, you have to remember the Zoomers, if the Zoomers are listening, you have to remember that we were not inundated with information. You actually... You actually had to go seek information. I know this is a foreign concept <laughs> to you because the information is just stuffed into your ears and your eyes 24 hours a day, every every waking second, right? Huh? But th- but back then, back then, you actually had to go seek it. And I used to have to go watch um, dial-up speed press conferences with Dave Wanstead and, and Dolphins players. And there was this slow trickle of news about like, this guy Fiedler. Hey, this guy Jay Fiedler. I never heard of him, you know. It's December 2000, Colts at Dolphins. This is Remember That Game, the podcast about sporting events that take you on a journey and maybe chart the path of the zeitgeist. I'm your host, Thomas Emmerich, and today my guest is now three-time guest, Denny Carter, analyst for NBC Sports Edge, founder of Bad Faith Times, and co-host of Living the Stream. The Dolphins had a resurgence this year under Mike McDaniel, nearly winning their first playoff game since the year 2000. Denny, did it give you any flashbacks to your time running around AOL and hyping your, at the time, Miami Dolphins? A little bit. I I will say, you know, I wanted to say absolutely not uh, because I just I'm just done being a fan, uh, as I as I think I've said the last two times I come on your podcast. Thanks for having me again. But um, uh, seeing the Dolphins in the postseason was, uh, I don't know, triggering in a in a in a good way. It, it made me it made me remember the fact that this team used to, you know, perennially compete for championships in that they would make the playoffs and they would win a game. Sometimes, <laughs> never two, but always one, but usually one uh, in the playoffs. So that that was cool. I think. I, I will say that 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 part of me, um, I think I can f- confirm that part of me is dead. I, I I don't I don't have fandom anymore. But seeing it was cool. Underdogs at home to young Peyton Manning, who hasn't even won a playoff game. Miami had, as you mentioned, won some playoff games recently. Beat the friggin' Bills. Mm-hmm. Pretty big deal. You and I did this show's first episode on it. Everyone's saying at school or on these. Uh, AOL message boards or yeah. <laughs> your friends on AIM Colts and the Rams stuck into the playoffs a big mistake so Colts a trendy sleeper that year in the AFC do you remember having a chip on your shoulder about the Dolphins when you logged on or even just at the school lunch table uh, <laughs> uh, my, my my chip on, on my shoulder was mostly 
in relation to my my buddy who I'd known for you know since we were little kids. He was a Broncos fan, and so his guy Elway got two Super Bowls, and my guy Marino was left in the dust. So that was my main chip on the shoulder. But heading into that Colts game in the playoffs, uh, and it's funny to talk about. So this was this was a playoff game in December. Is that what, is that? This is when uh, you could still get one pre New Year's Eve. So yeah, go, going into that game, I, I I don't remember having a chip on my shoulder. I I remember I I remember just being really glad that they that they got there, you know, and, and they had a home playoff game. Uh, the year at, when, in in a year where they were supposed to be, you know, competing for uh, the uh, you know a, a top two or three pick in the in the draft, and they were way way better than people expected. So heading into that game, I was just like I felt like kind of playing with house money if you know what i mean crappy team there leading receiver aranda gadsden yes. a couple of years prior in the arena league quarterback jay fiedler not long out of nfl europe dolphins i think they're 60 to 1 super bowl odds that year Good. seven and a half over under meanwhile colts went in as one of the top few favorites 10 to 1 would be one and a half point favorites in this game on the road even though these teams had split the regular season the past couple of years. Dolphins won at Indianapolis a month prior mm. with Damon Heward. Uh, today they would have Jay Fiedler. Really? Um, how much did you talk yourself into having a shot at this game? Yeah. Uh, before I address that, can I backtrack a little bit about Absolutely. this team? So um, if I remember correctly, heading into that season, like in July and August – it was it was Heward's team, uh, and and the, the the reins had been handed over, and it was it was Heward's season. Okay, uh, we didn't say that back then, but uh, <laughs> that you know basically that's that that was the the sense is that Marino's gone. Now it's Heward. They've been setting this up. Heward actually started, I think, a game or two the year before when Marino was was ailing and um, and did well. So. That was the assumption. And then, you know, you have to remember the Zoomers, if the Zoomers are listening, you have to remember that we were not inundated with information. You actually you actually had to go seek information. I know this is a foreign concept to you because the information is just stuffed into your ears and your eyes 24 hours a day, every every waking second. Right. But but back then, back then, you actually had to go seek it. And I used to have to go watch um, dial up speed press conferences with Dave Wanstead and and Dolphins players and there was this slow trickle of news about like this guy Fiedler hey this guy Jay Fiedler I never heard of him you know he's he's uh he's out playing Heward you know by by leaps and bounds he's going to be the starter then he he, uh, Fiedler tears up the preseason okay I think he throws like three touchdowns in one game people are going crazy for Fiedler so he come, we come into the season, and Fiedler's the starter, and this was shocking, okay? It was really shocking. It was like, oh, my God, we're really doing this. And importantly, Fiedler got the Marino vote of confidence. Marino came out to the media and said, never heard of Heward. We're going with wow. <laughs> we're going with Fiedler. Endorsement. <laughs> yeah, huge endorsement. And so once Marino said that about Fiedler, we were in. You know, Dolphins say, okay, all right, let's let's do it. This guy's got to be good. He wasn't good, but he was scrappy. Um, and and they and they they kind of cut down the field so that he, you know who he was. He was Taylor Heineke. That that that's who Jay, that's okay. that's who Fiedler was. That's not great. not a strong arm, 
but he got the job done and he had that dog in him okay yeah. you have to you have to give it to him and then Aranda gadsden was a big slow wide receiver who won a lot of contested catches and i i may have mentioned this on a on a previous pod with you oh, yeah. thomas but I, 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 yeah, I just want to say one, one more the time. The Gadsden email. I, I emailed around to Gadsden one time to tell him that uh, he didn't do well in, a, in, a, in some game where he dropped a touchdown. And he emailed me back and he said, thank you for your support. So I, I am eternally embarrassed over that uh, exchange. Uh, owned online at the inception of the Internet. That's, <laughs> that's pretty special. But but not since. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> Um, oh, and you want to know something that made me old? Uh, when I I was dabbling with college DFS, college football DFS this mm-hmm. past fall, and you know who I was playing? I was playing Aranda Gadsden Jr. Oh my gosh! From Syracuse, it's crazy. All time great NFL name. I'm glad it's it's coming back through in college DFS. I remember there's one quote where. He, He's learning from Marino. Marino's like latter years, uh, right when Gazden got there. And there was this oral history I read about this dolphin, the dolphins at the start of the Wanstead era, about like, hey, what advice did Marino give you? And he said, uh, and Gazden said, Marino, uh, give me some advice to never buy jet skis. And I, I never forgot that. Or anything on the water, just rent it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny apparently I mean, it's a rookie move down in florida it's by jet skis you have to maintain them and yeah there's this whole long long quote gadsden went into how marino said how much of a pain in the ass it is yeah and that was like his big piece of uh, advice he, he took from marino who helped gadsden go from afl player to leading receiver of the dolphins he didn't buy those damn wave runners he <laughs> <laughs> got up with that these, these are south florida hacks apparently so speaking of South Florida, Fiedler didn't fare well early in the game. Mm-hmm. It was riding on Lamar Smith on pace for like 300 yards almost at the end of the first quarter. There's one stretch where Fiedler throws three picks in a span of four passes. Stuart Scott, who is going through the highlight package, uh, picked to Chad Brasky defensive end, floated two picks to safety Chad Coda. Stuart Scott goes, a lot of hanging chads. Um, <laughs> oh, oh and, man. Uh, too soon, both in December 2000 and today. Um, do you remember being cognizant of that backdrop of the, the South Florida 2000 election to hanging chads? Uh, and or was that back then? Politics way more in the background than it is today. Yeah, big, big time. You know, I, I was. Uh... I was 17, uh, so I, I did. I didn't vote in that in that election, but Rage Against the Machine had told me that both candidates were the same, uh-huh. uh, and uh, and that good and bad things are the same. So I I actually did uh, did trust Rage Against the Machine and say, who cares? Who cares, man? It's all the same, man. And uh, basically, uh, I would ask my bus driver every day because I, I I didn't I didn't yet have a car, and I would I would get on the bus. Uh, no, I was 16 at this time. I, I, I would get on the bus and I would go, do we have a president yet? And he'd go, nope. And okay. uh, that's that's what we did every day for, uh, I don't even know, what, 40 days or more um, yeah. after that election uh, until the Supreme Court decided to step in and name a president. So, no, I, I, I wasn't uh, aware. But I, but that, that phrase was everywhere. That phrase, you couldn't escape that phrase. Hanging chads everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, of course, yeah, naturally, a few weeks later, 
three interceptions, two chads. And at the end of the first quarter, early second, uh, Colts missed some opportunities, dropped touchdown, but eventually uh, Peyton Manning finds Payton back of the end zone, gets uh, all pro Sam Madison looking in the backfield mm. to get the two-point conversion. Dolphins down 14-0. Miami radio broadcast is saying, like, what is he doing about uh, Jay Fiedler? Dolphins then run the ball eight straight times after that. And the announcers elated, like, oh, they handcuffed Fiedler. They wanted Fiedler out of the game. Did, do you remember thinking, hey, let's, it, it's Heward season again? Uh, you know, I, I don't recall, like, the three three picks. I, I remember that the Dolphins leaned heavily on Lamar Smith. I, I think he ended up with 40 rushes. Um, yep, playoff record. Wow. I mean, in, insane. They established it, all right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Thomas, I was actually watching this game with – my girlfriend, who is now my wife. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we had only been dating for, I don't know, two months at that point. So <laughs> I was watching this game on a set. It was on a Saturday, I believe. Um, and uh, I was trying to I was trying to stay cool. Yeah. I, was trying to, I was trying to be quiet. I didn't want to freak out in front of her. And also, just like years ago, when we talked about the Jaguars beating up on Marino in his final game in the playoffs, uh, the discovery uh, of girls made football less, slightly less important to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I, I wasn't going to have a mental breakdown over, <laughs> over this loss if it came to that. So I was trying, I was trying to be cool, but I do remember panicking a little bit and thinking like the Colts are not even playing well and we, we should be in this game. So I, so like, let's, let's do something. Let's just not play uh, this this terribly and we're gonna we we have a shot at this and honestly Peyton Manning was the anointed one at the time it it felt like just a matter of time until he was the next Marino it and so like I said it felt like playing with house money like if we can beat this guy in the playoffs that'd be awesome and if we lose to him you know we were supposed to lose like it's 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 this kid Peyton Manning it's the one that we've been we've been told for years and years before you even enter the league that he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time so you know what can you do you have Jay Fiedler the Marino era to the Fiedler Wanstead era yeah you have this anointed quarterback across the line of scrimmage the Dolphins had been executed in the divisional round each of the past couple seasons <laughs> 62 to 7 against Jacksonville and then 38 3 against Denver. Uh. That and that this house money feeling just make you just give you that like uh, underdog scrappy mindset where yeah. like Peyton and passing is the future, but establishing is still here, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was a tough guy back then. I said, like, <laughs> give it give it to Lamar Smith. We went three yards in a cloud of dust every time. We do not want Fiedler airing it out here. I mean, that 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 was the the sense, and then later on with Ricky Williams in the in the backfield with Jay Fiedler, it was just like, give it to Ricky, man. Come on, what are you doing? Um, and like I said, I mean, is, he was Taylor Heineke. Fiedler was, and and like you, as you know, Heineke has no has basically no skill set outside of like raw pure determination, um, and uh, and that's good, and but that'll only take you so far. So yeah, I I I, I guess you're right. I. I do recall being like, like just keep the ball away from him, like do whatever it takes. Um, I was still, I would have to say, I was still back then 
at 16, I was still an advocate for uh, uh, for for going for it on fourth down. Like I, I still I still hated hated punting, but my dad always told me you got to punt. We have no choice. It's fourth and inches from the 50. You got to punt, son. That's what we do. That's what football teams do. In that regard, actually, in this game, Wanstead first drive goes for it on fourth down at the edge of field goal range, fourth and long, or maybe it was about like seven, maybe mid range. Fila looks for McDuffie, broken up Colts linebacker Mike Peterson, known as like one of the, maybe the fastest linebacker in the league at that point. Uh, Colts had like concentration for touches with when you watch Edron James carry a ball, then you watch Lamar Smith carry a ball. Uh, Peyton Manning connect with Marvin Harrison, and then you. you See, the Dolphins offense is struggling to get over 200 yards passing. Uh, Colts are building this speed defense, a little smaller, but speedy to play down, uh, get turnovers with the lead. A nice DFS team to target if it was around back then. Um, At the time, did it feel like the Colts are the type of team that are actually calling out to my sensibilities? (laughs) Uh, Yes, actually. I ended up being, uh, definitely being on the Colts side of the future Colts Patriots rivalry, um, and the Colts would get their asses handed to them over and over and over by Bill Belichick and the Patriots because, look, uh, only one team in that rivalry was willing to cheat, and it was the Patriots. <laughs> and and so, and, and if you're not cheating, you're not trying. I really, I do believe that. And the and the Colts were. Uh, you know, we're a very straight-laced team led by a straight-laced quarterback who was never going to break the rules in any regard. And the, the Patriots were and are today the evil empire, and they would do what it do what it took. So yeah, I, I do I did have some sympathy for Peyton Manning and, and those goals. The Dolphins able to calm Fiedler down a bit. They get in field goal range right before the half. Alindo Mare misses the kick. Ugh. Down fourteen to zero, going into halftime. During halftime, you know, you're able to keep it together more than pre, <laughs> pre, uh, yeah. prior to the female touch um, <laughs> <laughs> it, being in your life. Yeah. Um, are you thinking we have a shot at getting back into this, running the ball, not unlike the Chargers did against the Dolphins in the yeah. last episode we did. 94 Chargers Dolphins divisional feeding Matron Natron means getting back in the game. Do you think Dolphins got a shot at this? No, no. I, I remember, I remember think like just being like, well, it was, you know, it was a good run. We got a home playoff game in a year where we were supposed to be among the three to five worst teams in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, good job Dolphins. You know, we, we did it again. We got to the playoffs and we, we lost, um, as, as we always do as, as Hootie and the blowfish said, uh, dolphins make me cry. I wasn't going to cry in front of my girlfriend, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, it, it felt, it felt like the end. And I have to say, Alinda Mari drove me nuts because here's a guy who had a, had a huge leg. Okay. Uh, could kick the shit out of the ball. Sorry to the kids. And, and, uh, but he insisted on this strange kicking style where <laughs> he would go straight, um, he wouldn't come at the ball from the side. He would go straight on. He would just take he would just take uh, two and a half steps back and just go straight at it. And so he would he's a right footed kicker. He had to cut across the ball. He had to unless he was going to kick it with his toe. Right. Okay. So he had to cut across the ball. So basically he was hitting the golf equivalent of a of a, a controlled slice where the ball had to start outside the left upright and cut in. 
do you know how do you know how difficult that is to watch as an NFL fan <sighs> to have to see a ball start outside the 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 post the left oh, yeah. post and just pray to God that it that it cuts the other way and and it it'll just sneak in or if it has too much cut it'll it'll just barely get in on the right side I mean yeah. I, I I never understand I can't believe no, no one of the Dolphins was like enough of this Alindo kick it like a regular kicker basically dropping everyone's heart into their stomach yeah each time that goes up to the right side of the upright yeah. I, I, I hated it. And but the thing is, like he was one of the few kickers at the time who would consistently get attempts from, you know, fifty-five, fifty-eight yards out. Like, I mean, he he kicked he kicked it. Like he boomed it sometimes. Yeah. I remember in Denver one time, I think he hit a sixty yarder and it was the biggest deal ever. But oh my God, he drove me nuts. You had you just had to you I actually couldn't even couldn't even look. I just had to I remember like like just like looking at my feet while Amari kicked and just just listening. I'm like, oh, okay, please go in. On the other side, you have uh, Mike Vanderjet who will come up later in this game. Kind of swirly wins that day, and he ends up kicking a uh, 50-yarder. The prologue to his career is interesting. You end up getting later in the liquored up kicker stuff of uh, Peyton Manning's comment there because uh, Vanderjet said something to someone that was <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. But at this point, Vanderjet had hit 54 of his past 57 field goals. And if he had hit the minimum threshold, he would have been the most accurate kicker of all time. Oh. Do, you, do you remember your, your view of Vanderjet or Mari being like among the league's best kickers? And how did mm-hmm. watching them kind of make an imprint on you as you <laughs> later on uh, do kicker fantasy? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely wasn't a kicker or a truther at the time. But uh, I do remember being really jealous of Vanderjag because... He didn't do that 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 stupid Mare thing where he like hits a slice uh, on everyone and uh, uh, I know his career ended ingloriously um, with probably the worst field goal attempt in in the history of organized football. Um, you know it was 40 yards right uh, against the Steelers in the playoffs, but at the time Vander Jag was he was Justin Tucker at the time. I mean yeah. he was he was nails. He was an athlete, which was which was rare now. Okay, late '90s, early 2000s, you still had kickers looking like dads. Okay, looking, yeah. you know, uh, Al Del Greco, who clearly has never exercised in his life. You know, was that was the prototypical kicker. Okay, and then Vanderjag comes out there. He he's wearing the big shoulder pads. He you know broad shoulders strong legs like he's all he looks like cut up in a way and you're like who is this guy was this a linebacker oh wait it's a kicker so that that was a weird that was a weird thing you're used to just having these um these non-athletic kickers and Vanderjag was the exception this show is sponsored by better help with the holidays just around the corner many people's thoughts will turn to gift giving and what to get for friends and family and seeing the joy on people's face as they open those gifts can be a truly wonderful experience spending time with family unboxing gifts is always one of my true pleasures of the entire year whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays you get to define how you give to yourself and the holidays are a great time to do that so whether it's starting therapy 
going easier on yourself during the tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest remember to give yourself some love this holiday season early 2023 i began therapy and i started doing it after thinking about it throughout the holiday season so very much like i'm talking about today it is the perfect time to start that process i have found it very beneficial and my plan is to continue it into 2024 it's been very valuable in helping me learning positive coping skills and balancing the day-to-day tasks and challenges that I have experienced. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash rotoviz. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Trajectory upward for Vanderjet going into this game. A little bumpy after, um, including something we'll get into shortly here dolphins establish in the third quarter lamar smith carries it into the end zone two yards touchdown 14 to 7 game going to the fourth um, eventually 14 to 14 to 10 dolphins get within four it felt like a snake bitten sort of day for peyton manning uh they couldn't get marvin harrison free I think it was shadowed by Patrick Sertan. He had those really good defenses there with the Dolphins back in the day. Mm-hmm. Jason Taylor, uh, Trace Armstrong, uh, all pros. Uh, Sam Addison, all pro. Um, yeah, young Pat Sertan. As you get in the mid-fourth quarter and all of a sudden Dolphins are down four, are you like, all right, our, our defense has us in it again? The defense was good. Uh, you know, and, and that's – the Dolphins were a boring team that year. Like they, they definitely weren't flashy by any means, and they tried to keep, they tried to keep games ugly and close, uh, and try to grind it out in the in the end, as you would imagine with a team that has Jay Fiedler as their starting quarterback. Um, so yeah, I mean that that I can't say that I remember having that thought, but I I do remember 
being confident in the Miami defense that season in a way that I had not ever, ever been in my six or seven or eight years watching the Dolphins before that, because those defenses that Marino had were awful. I mean, they, they, they were absolute sieves. I mean, people would, you know, wreck them through the air. They would get anything they wanted, wanted on the ground. Um, and th- this one, this one was different. Um, I mean, they, they, they have, they had Jason Taylor, right? Yeah. They had Zach, Zach Thomas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, they had, uh, had Zach Thompson then. Yeah. yeah, they had Sertan on one corner. They had Madison on another. They had Terrell Buckley, who was pretty good at the mm-hmm. time. Um, they had Sean Marion, yeah. who who was a former former Dallas uh, safety. Um, who was he? You know, he wasn't like an all all world safety, but he was good. Um, and then a, a a couple pass rushers who were who were good. Who was the one that you mentioned uh, a minute ago? Oh yeah, Trace Armstrong and Jason Taylor combined for over 30 sacks that year. Wow, really? Armstrong, Armstrong. Well, Trace Armstrong definitely uh, benefited from Taylor because teams would do anything they could to slow down Jason Taylor. People don't remember Jason Taylor was dominant, yeah. dominant pass rusher, uh, unstoppable at times. And, uh, and but and Trace Armstrong would get a bunch of uh, you know uh, favorable situations, and he would he, he obviously took advantage. So yeah, I, I I remember thinking like, oh man, like hey, the defense can actually carry us here, which was a very foreign thought for a Dolphins fan who had just lived through a, a decade where there was no defense for the Dolphins. Um, yeah, yeah, Tim Bowen on the interior there. Is there anyone, uh, any one of those players in particular you would go defend the most online? Yeah, <laughs> uh, this Y two K teenage brain, very different from her current brain. But different from teenage brains of any other era of fandom, where pre-DFS and ubiquity of gambling info are all about the tribe of jersey color, but we start to have access to enough information to really supercharge our level of investment in regards to our emotional. And who did? What, was there any player you filtered this into, as far as arguing with mm-hmm. with people on, on uh, message boards or anyone mm-hmm. who listened after you uh, dial in through your modem? I do remember arguing uh, in in chat rooms, uh, NFL chat rooms, which is crazy uh, to think about today. I mean, I guess I, I guess I still spend a lot of time on a chat room called Twitter. Uh, yeah. so it, it hasn't that hasn't changed. Um, just slightly slightly more toxic today than it was in yeah. 2000. Uh, yeah, I you know I was I was a huge Sam Madison. Like I, I would have said back then, probably at 16, 17 years old, I would have said, I'm taking Sam Madison over any corner ever. Like, like he's he is he is shut down. You can leave him out on an island, you know, and and not give him any help. He's such a huge um, advantage. He he was the kind of corner, at least for like two seasons, three seasons maybe, where uh, teams would not throw in his direction. It was it was like. I don't want to say it was the Dion treatment, but it was a little bit of the Dion treatment where Dion Sanders never saw the ball because no one ever challenged him in, in his prime. So I, I definitely was a Madison guy. I remember back in the, the day, like they'd have a computer in the classroom. I'd hop on and then try to find a message board to argue with someone about sports about. And then, yeah. and then the teacher would be like, what is, who are you talking to? What is, what is happening? Um, but just to hear that mode of connecting and that sweet sound of data storage. Um, how much did you gravitate to just 
getting online like during a school day once you first kind of discover that's a thing you could do yeah for, first uh what, what is it uh sound of data storage first thing in the morning yeah yeah <laughs> the arctic monkeys yeah yeah everybody listen uh you, you got to check out the arctic monkeys album called uh tranquility base yeah hotel and casino yeah, hotel and casino it's uh it's a great one thomas and i have bonded over that one uh over the years um uh yeah uh i uh, well i did that at home uh at school uh, we were so far behind with that stuff i went to a small pri- uh, private school and i i know you would think well shouldn't the private school have a lot of money have all the computers no we did not we did not and uh so no there, there was none of that at school but i would get home and i would and i would j- immediately uh start talking to friends online go to um go to nfl chat chat rooms go to nba chat rooms i remember my i remember i, I put together i played fantasy basketball back then with a dial-up um, on 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 ESPN, I I was obsessed with it. It was my first fantasy sports experience, so good memories of that. Connecting modems, also the name of my uh, Radiohead cover band at the time of this game. <laughs> yes, uh, I I would I would listen I would listen to that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get Fiedler down uh, eventually down seven. Uh, Colts say hit that Vanderjet 50-yard field goal after they, they finally actually get uh, Harrison single coverage downfield a couple plays. Uh, Harrison gets called for an OPI in a play where he probably could have caught it and walked into the end zone. Mm. And then uh, Peyton Manning just misses him shortly after that. So missed opportunity that would come back to bite the Colts a bit. Down 17-10. Fiedler gets the ball back with a few minutes. You know, perhaps this will need to happen through Fiedler. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Did you believe? I, 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 you know, I don't think I believed. I, I think I thought if if it's going to come down to Fiedler, then we're done because he he was a mess. Uh, he was actually pretty bad leading up to that game as well. Um, I think defenses had like had figured out what the Dolphins were doing there. I remember I remember uh, reading some analysis of the Miami offense with Fiedler and basically they were cutting the field in half for Fiedler. So they would roll him out every, every play and smartly the dolphins were using play action on almost every drop back back then. So, and we, and we know play action works even if the run has not been established. We didn't know that back then because we didn't know anything back then, but um, uh, yeah, so they, they would cut the field in half and give Fiedler a bunch of easy throws. He, he did fine with those, and just like a guy like Taylor Heineke, but but then they figured him out. So I, I don't think that I was a believer, and I and I I do recall very clearly wanting Lamar Smith to just get the ball a hundred times, like how like whatever it took, give it to Lamar yeah. Smith. Jay Fiedler playing with a torn rotator cuff in his oh, left shoulder, really picking up first downs on on QB sneak or <laughs> scrambles. Um, Finally connecting with OJ McDuffie, who had kind of taken a back seat by that point in the offense, but uh reemerges for three huge catches on the final drive. Eventually touchdown to Jed Weaver, tight end, to tie it up. So trivia question. What would Chris Berman, who who wasn't on ABC duty that day, so no mm-hmm. Dolphins highlight package for him, but for other games where Chris Berman did a highlight package on NFL Primetime. What do you think he would call Jed Weaver? 
Oh, I, I know this. I, I don't even have to think about it. It was Dreamweaver, baby. Yep. <laughs> Jeff Dreamweaver. Watching old NFL primetimes, I could be entertained at any moment if Berman or Stu Scott are there because they're just they're just launching it from the logo. So the game goes to overtime. Dolphins punt rather quickly. Colts drive down, have a third and 12. Manning hits Harrison to make it fourth and short, and they can try a 49-yard field goal. Uh, Vanderjet had just hit a 50-yarder, or they can accept the offsides, third and seven. Uh, Jim Mora, who was the winningest coach to have never won a playoff game, mm-hmm. elects to kick with Vanderjet. Would you have done the same? So it was a 49-yard attempt on fourth and what? Yeah, so you could accept the offsides and wow. get a third and seven, or you can decline, have fourth and one, and then go for it or kick uh, from forty nine yards with Vanderjet. Oh well, if you, I mean, if you're if you're serious about winning, you go for fourth and one. Like, like, come on, uh, that that's yeah. I mean, you, you basically Jim Mora. Jim Mora seemed like a nice guy. Jim Mora was obsessed with not losing. Like he never actually tried to win. He just always tried not to lose. And that and that's a great example. <laughs> Stu Scott in NFL Primetime says, Yeah, if Moore accepted it, he had one more play. Instead, he looked at Mike Vanderjet. Mike said I can hit it. Uh-uh. Missed it bad. <laughs> and it went forty yards off to the right, uh, reminiscent of what we'd see later with that that uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's as far to the right, but it kind of looks like a carbon copy. Um right. sliced it. Right. Well it's it's the one, the, I, I don't remember the one against the Dolphins. I, I, I know that he missed it, but the one against the, against the Steelers in that memorable playoff game, what it was a, it was what we would call in golf a push slice. So it starts right and then it keeps fading right. So it was like the worst possible kick. Yeah. Dolphins get the ball back. Lamar Smith gets cooking again on his way to 200 plus yards. Arandi Gadsden gets them a first down inside the 30. Dolphins are well within field goal range. The Stu Scott highlight. Uh, Smith says, Olindo, we won't need you. Drags the Colts defense into the end zone, topping 200 yards, an NFL playoff record, 40 carries. So this is the Saturday early game. Yeah. How have we uh, established the tone for the rest of your weekend and, and over the, your next week? Oh, I, I I remember feeling just ecstatic, you know, like, 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 oh, man, like we... We're better than we were with Marino, guys. You know, like like we we finally got over the hump. We're we're gonna win this. We're gonna win this whole thing now. And and again, it was it was house money. Like I who who did the Dolphins play the next week? Do you know that? Uh, they they, they played uh, Oakland. They went to Oakland. And Rich Gannon and the Raiders. Right. It did not go well. <laughs> uh, Twenty-seven to uh, uh, zero. Ah, yeah, man. Well, you know that's the thing. In my life as a Dolphins fan, I learned the hard way that the first round of the playoffs can go well. The second round of the playoffs cannot go well. In fact, it it will be a humiliation unlike anything you've ever seen. Um, and uh, that's exa- exactly what happened again. Um, uh, well, talk about that play to end the game, though. Do you do you have that in front of you uh, about the, how how long the run was for Lamar Smith? Yeah, I think it was. I, I I remember the the Colts had a lot of guys at the line of scrimmage, trying to stop the run, 
Lamar Smith broke through the line and there was basically no one there to get him after he got through the line. And it was it was about a 40 yard run. Is that right? Oh, actually, so Smith had a couple had picked up a couple chunks that drive, oh. but the one where he carried that last defender in was a 17 yard rush. That's it. Oh man. Yeah. Um, huh. I, I remember that differently. Yeah, and and uh, and the crowd the crowd went ballistic. You know, I mean, it, I that that was a very exciting moment. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think there was he was a lot uh, like. I think he's actually carrying a defender for a few yards, which made it. And his his forty time, I think, was like four six seven. So like it probably seemed <laughs> longer, but it was more of a more of a kind of shed tackles uh, and 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 carry guys downhill kind of runner. He was a grinder. He yeah. was a grinder. Um, and uh, yeah, okay, I I totally misremembered that, but I I remember thinking, like again, I'm watching it with my girlfriend, and I'm thinking this I cannot deal with an Alinda Mari miss you know it, it was overtime right it was over- yeah okay so you know we like we got to overtime after being down big in the first half and you're telling me that this is going to come down to Mari missing another critical field goal because he missed he, he had he had he was a pension had a pension for that and so I'm like how am I going to deal with this with with my girlfriend here uh thankfully I was so relieved I was so relieved when Lamar Smith scored that touchdown because you could just, you just, it was a walk, it was walk off. You just, okay, that's it, that's it, we're gone. And this is what I know. I should say this is way before the overtime rules were amended, uh, so that you you had you didn't have to score a touchdown to win the game. Yeah. It was it was just a, a field goal, which sucked. I mean, I think all fans would say that was terrible. Um, but I, I remember desperately, desperately not wanting it to come down to a field goal. And you have that iconic moment. Wanstead in the post-game locker room. We went around here by playing special teams, playing great defense, and running the ball. And then he hops on Lamar Smith's back, who, per an oral history of the, the Dolphins I read, uh, would then go to the hospital for dehydration. Yeah, that would be the last playoff win heading into today. Uh, Danny, did you have any inkling it would be this way? Wow, that is remarkable. Uh, you're telling me that they, uh, yeah, they haven't won one since. That's that's two decades of of futility. Wow, man, that that's down bad. That's down horrifically. Uh, no, no, I I would have never thought it was it, the Dolphins had such a proud tradition of of being uh, you know not a great team but a, at least a good team for such a long time. And I just I guess I just assumed that that would that would carry on. You know the Parcell the the Bill Parcells years were a disaster. Um, you know, uh, um, trying to think of that, the coach that they had with Ronnie Brown and Ricky, um, I can't remember his name. He actually passed away, I think a few years ago, but oh, Sperano, Sperano, he, he did, he, Sperano was a, uh, you know, he, I think, I feel like he, he was close to breaking through and finally getting that team over the hump, but that, yeah, wow, 20, 20 plus years. No wonder Dolphins fans are so sensitive, man. Every time I say anything about Tua online, you you would think you would think these people are related to Tua. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're best friends with Tua. Like you can like you can say Tua is not the best quarterback, but he fits really well in that mm-hmm. system. And I, you know what? As a former Dolphins fan, I'm not going to bang on the Dolphins fans, but I will say you gotta you gotta ease up a little bit. The playoff losses are uh, just a lot to swallow over the years. They score 
three points against the other Broncos in 98, 99. They scored seven against the Jags. 2000, they're, they're going to go in, to Oakland, get shut out. A few years later, they score three against the Ravens. Yes. Um, oh, oh, terrible, horrible game. Honestly, like one of the most like gut-wrenching losses that I've ever experienced. And, and you know what, Thomas? They scored those three points in the first possession and uh, did not score again. They didn't even get on. They didn't even breach the 50 yard line after that. Oh yeah. That was Fiedler and, and Wanstead. Wanstead would be gone in a few years, but they had a winning record, but they'll get to the wild card or they, you know, finish nine and seven, miss the playoffs. Like what happened to your dolphins fandom over the, the, the Wanstead years and, or how, how did that evolve in the in the two thousands? I, well, I I was a Wanstead guy. Like I, I believed in him, and I I thought that he was actually a better head coach for Miami than Jimmy Johnson was because Wanstead was willing to do things a little differently to like be flexible. Whereas Jimmy Johnson was like, we're just going to do what we did in Dallas. But they didn't have the kind of personnel that they had with the Cowboys in the early '90s, so you couldn't do that. You just couldn't do that. And also, Jimmy Johnson and Marino were a terrible mix. Terrible. Um, you couldn't say that back then, but it was it was very clear from the get go. I, I I remember thinking Wanstead was was going to be there for a long time, but uh, I, I guess what was it, two thousand four or five, when when they parted ways with him, and that that was that. And then then the Dolphins have been in the wilderness ever since. This has been another episode of Remember That Game. Please rate, review, subscribe, and check out more episodes. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.